Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about showing professionals the best tools that are out there to make themselves and their businesses successful. And we're going to have a ton of fun today, and it's a twofer. This is so cool. I'm talking with not one, but two gentlemen today. So, <laughs> we love this. We love this. So, please join me in welcoming Carter Hawkins and Taylor Hill to the program. Hi there. How are you? Hey, Deb. Good to be here. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, as we can tell, you y'all are from the South just a little bit. <laughs> um, but But let me tell folks just a little bit more about you. So Carter Hawkins and Taylor Hill are hosts of the Blue Collar Proud Show podcast, which were formerly Guys in Trucks, and they are co-owners of Spark Marketer. They've been in business together in some form or fashion for more than 25 years. Currently, their focus is helping blue-collar business owners improve their business in every way possible, from helping them properly market their services online with Spark Marketer to connecting them with the best industry minds through blue-collar proud. So again, gentlemen, welcome. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, we're glad to be here. You know, this is going to be so much fun. And what I really am looking forward to is delving into the fact that you focus on on marketing tips and techniques for blue collar industries. So first, why do you see that as something that is different and necessary? Well, there there are things about it that are different and there are things about it that aren't. A lot of the things that make it different is a lot of the guys we work with are service industry and they have service area businesses. Okay. And the way that you market a, and, and we're talking about online marketing uh, predominantly. Mm -hmm. right. So the way that you market a brick and mortar business online is very different than the way you market a service area business. Mm -hmm. And it used to not be so different, but as Google has made a lot of pivots and changes and those, those types of things that they continually do. And because we have these computers called that we call uh, smartphones on right. our hips, um, Google really looks at location, location, location. Well, mm -hmm. these guys, the vast majority, in fact, I'd say, you know, almost all their customers never come to their location. They're always right. going to their homes or businesses. Mm -hmm. So they may have their business located, you know, 50 miles outside of the area of which they serve. Mm -hmm. So if Google thinks, you know, if you put their location in and all they're going to serve up is a radius right around their location. Right. And that's not who they market, need to market to. Mm -hmm. And so we specialize in helping those guys uh, uh, with some tricks and techniques and some things that they can do uh, to be able to pull up and, and show up in, their, in the service area, not necessarily where their business is located. Right. Because, you know, it, some of them may be home-based or they mm -hmm. may be based in, say, an industrial area mm -hmm. or, or something like that. And, and like you said, they are physically coming to the businesses and to, to your residents. Yes. Yes, they are. You know, and, and so it's it is confusing with Google because Google likes and, and I love it. You know, Google has become a noun and a verb and you know, all of those various <laughs> words now. Uh, but and, and we say Google when, of course, we, yes, we mean the others. But hello, there's only one really big dog on the block. 
it likes it when you put in a physical address. So first, how do you deal with, you know, a, a putting, do, do you suggest that they put in a physical address? Well, it depends. It really depends on the company. Everybody's mm -hmm. a little bit different. Now, here's the other thing about a service business <laughs> that you have to look at. You have some guys that have one truck, some have mm -hmm. 20 trucks, and then everybody right. in between. So, mm -hmm. you know, depending on where you're located, what part of the country you're in, how you do your business, you know, the time, it, it is all over the map. So mm -hmm. it's not that we do things that are specifically so different from one to the other, but there are these little nuances. So right. when you ask me, how do I do that? Well, there's about five or six different ways, depending <laughs> on the situation. Mm -hmm. And it's not it's not rocket science. And I'm not trying to avoid, uh, you know, not telling you exactly how we do it, uh, because you can get online and find out how to how to do it. I mean, this right. is not something that's hard, but it's very time consuming. It's a moving target, mm -hmm. too, yeah. because Google right. changes so often. The joke around here is if we wake up and come into the office and nothing has changed by lunchtime, then we're like, hey, check my pulse, because I'm not sure. I know. That, you know. Yeah. Right. Either Google changes or Facebook changes or LinkedIn. You know, yeah. I, they all change. Yeah. And they not only do they change, but they interact with each other. So if one mm -hmm. changes, then the others a lot of times lag behind. And right. and so there's there's not always seamlessness. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. know if that's a word. I may have created a word right there. Uh, but you know how everything is supposed to tie together and be seamless, and that just doesn't that doesn't happen very often because right. there's always things underneath that that are happening in the algorithms that they're doing, and a lot of them are using AI right now, which is artificial mm -hmm. intelligence, uh, trying mm -hmm. to make decisions with that, and it's not a person doing it. So they're they're making intuitive decisions on data alone. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last time that I talked to a person, they just, they didn't react on data alone. There was all these emotions and right. all this other stuff that comes to play. So I'm not exactly sure how that's going to play in, you know, over the long haul, but, but we'll see. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and one of the tricky things with someone in a blue collar industry is, you know, as we mentioned, they're out going to where they're going to work. Mm -hmm. So it gives them less time to actually market their businesses, you know, and, and because they're in the truck, they're, you know, they're working, they're doing all those various things. It's different than say someone like me who is sitting in my, my home office and I can easily spend, you know, hour after hour just doing marketing things. But for somebody who is say an HVAC or um, doing window repair, painters, you know, all those various things, they absolutely positively have to be out of their office or they're not making money. That's right. And that is the big challenge. In fact, we almost see it the opposite for our blue collar guys. They, anytime you have a function or something that you need to be doing in your business when you're in front of a computer, uh, you have to make priority decisions. If you're in front of a computer right. all day long, then chances are that the tendency is going to be you're going to want to spend all your time or a lot of your time doing those marketing things, checking in with Facebook, using social media, doing those mm -hmm. things. And then maybe if you have time left over, the thing that you tend to procrastinate on is getting into QuickBooks and doing some of that kind of stuff. For our blue collar guys, it's the other way around. They have such limited right. time in front of a computer or a laptop that when they get in front of it, they need to do those mission critical things that they haven't been able to get 
get to. And that's mm-hmm. QuickBooks. That's taking right. care of business. That's doing invoicing and, and estimates and, mm-hmm. and those things. And so the marketing part is the easy thing to just push off. And so right. what we find is that that's really where we provide our biggest value is saying, hey, let us come alongside you and take some of the heavy lifting off of you. Let us make sure consistency is the challenge for these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a consistent web presence, they need somebody who can just look out for them and right. make sure that things are at least starting, you know, have a good starting point and a continuous, uh, you know, check to make sure mm-hmm. that your presence online is is where it needs to be. And then that frees them up to be able to focus on the other things, stay in the truck and do the work that they need to do. Or even if they have a goal to get out of the truck and mm-hmm. grow their business to where other people are now, you know, they're running employees in trucks and they can run it from the office. Uh, it just, um, it makes that possible. And we love, I mean, this is mm-hmm. a passion thing for us, getting that guy who's in a truck and he's stuck in the truck. That's a phrase right. we use a lot. Yeah. When, when you're stuck in the truck, you are having trouble growing your business to the point that you can get out of it and into the office and start making some management decisions that mm-hmm. really start powering your growth exponentially. Right. And so when we can help that guy get out of the truck, man, it's like, it's a super great experience with that, that person. And I want to mm-hmm. add to that too, just real quick. One of the things that a lot of these guys have, have had happen to them and is working with other companies. I mean, I'm just going to throw out YP. It's not that YP is a bad company, but YP Mm -hmm. was an offline company who came online. And there's Mm -hmm. some things that they still do today that, Mm -hmm. that if you, if you take them and do what they tell you to do online, you actually hurt yourself more than, than you help yourself. Mm -hmm. And they're not the only ones. And so they've gotten burned by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we really try to to do for them is partner with them. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got we take our relationships with our clients more as a partnership. Mm-hmm. And to help them grow, we come in at different phases of what they want to do. So we try okay. to get really involved with their company. I mean, each mm-hmm. one of them has an account manager that talks to them and stays involved with what do they want to do? How big do they want to get? You know, what are they trying to accomplish? All these kind of things happen because we want to make sure that what we're doing for them is leading their specific goals in mind. We keep those in mind as we as we move forward, because Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, they've been beat up with marketing companies. Mm -hmm. And that's, Mm -hmm. to me, one of the saddest things. And when Carter and I decided to do this, we just said, we don't want to be one of those guys. That doesn't mean we hit it out of the park 100% every time. I wish I wish I could tell you that that we did, but we're pretty doggone good. Right. <laughs> we're close well, to Well, and you know, they they're just like any business owner. They have their focus, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's you know, whatever it is, that's what they are so knowledgeable about. And so marketing may not be, you know, in their their wheelhouse and and they, you know, we mentioned they're so busy, so they don't have time to sit and read books and and all of those things. And so they do get taken advantage of. And, and you know, that's blue collar, white collar, you know, anybody they get taken advantage of. I think one of the, the ones that drives me the, the craziest are the people who, you know, are the big SEO. You know, you give us a thousand dollars a month and we're going to make sure that you're in the right place on Google. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes that works. You know, we're not saying that they're all 
snake oil salesman. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a nice no, way there, to say There's it. a lot of them that are. And, and we do we do SEO here. And I agree right. with you. But there's a right way to do it. And and it's not, you know, in you know, it's it's frequently done very differently by someone who is, you know, an expert like you guys, because you know how to really reach that market. Um, and because it is it's very different for the, the marketing that you do for somebody who is in blue collar as opposed to, you know, say a financial planner mm -hmm. or an insurance salesman, all of those. I mean, that it's a different way to reach your market. Yeah, it, it is. And the other thing, just real quick on. On SEO companies, I'll just give the listeners just a couple of hints on on what they can do if they're talking mm -hmm. to an SEO company. The fir first thing is, if anybody ever guarantees you anything, it's not optimization. <laughs> it's normally if they if they're saying I can guarantee you front page, then normally mm -hmm. what they're doing is selling AdWords. So right. they're Google, they're they're AdWords partners. They're Go and they they don't tell them that. They tell them that they're mm -hmm. Google partners. Well, mm -hmm. we're Google partners too, and and Google partners all are about AdWords. Mm -hmm. So right. AdWords, Google has to make money. Yes, and that's fine. No, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, this this is just a fact, and people just need to be educated about what they're mm -hmm. talking to somebody about. So AdWords is one thing. AdWords is really not search engine optimization or SEO. Right. Uh, search engine optimization has to do with optimizing your map listing, your local mm -hmm. listings, and your organic listings. Okay. So that is totally different than AdWords. You can do one or the other. You can do both. It's okay. But there's a lot of companies that tout themselves as SEO companies because they're mm -hmm. Google partners that really don't do SEO. They do AdWords. So right. that's the first thing. Anybody mm -hmm. that guarantees you placement run – because mm -hmm. nobody can right. do that. Right. Unless you've got a lot of money. A lot of money <laughs> and, and got a straight line to Google. Because Google's mm -hmm. the only the only people that know how to do that. And who's going to be first, second, and third or whatever is, right. is Google. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's just kind of a, a real easy thing to know. The other mm -hmm. thing to know is somebody that calls you and represents themselves as Google is not. Right. So, which we see all the time. Mm -hmm. And just hang the phone up. They're not Google. You're, you know, if you've got a question about your placement or whatever, all you have to do is just Google yourself online. You can tell if they're lying or not. It's real mm -hmm. easy. So, you know, those two things are real quick and easy things to know if you're dealing with somebody that actually is at least legitimate. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and it's, it is one of those things where, like I said, you know, if it's something that you're not comfortable dealing with, then it's easy to get taken advantage of. Yes. Um, you know, and, and then, of course, the problem is you get taken advantage of once and you don't want to do it again. Mm -hmm. So you're like, OK, I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to have a website. I'm not going to have a social media presence. And, of course, those are the worst mistakes that you can we have. You see this more often is uh, the people that know that they've got to have a website, but they've been burned so often that they decide, OK, this time. When I go to the next marketing company, I'm going to dictate the terms. I'm right. going to tell them what I want from them, and they're going to give it to me the way I think I need it because now mm -hmm. I've I've seen it done wrong so many times. I think I can tell these guys what I want, and they're gonna I'm going to make them do it the way I think. Right. And so you know they're very jaded, and we have that experience quite often in the beginning when they just come in with uh, walls up, and mm -hmm. and we have to say, okay, listen. 
you know, we're, we want to, we consider ourselves a partner in your business. Right. We don't, we're not just a vendor. I mean, you do pay mm-hmm. us, a, you know, monthly for what we do, but mm-hmm. we really want to be a partner in your business. And that means we're going to spend a lot of time trying to understand your business. Where are you in your mm-hmm. market? What, what business do you really want? Are you looking to, um, you know, are you looking to build a book of business around price or are you looking right. to be the exclusive premier provider of your particular service in your market? Who mm-hmm. is your competition based on that kind of thing on the services that you provide and the products that you use and those things. And if we can understand how to position you in your marketplace, then we're going to start from there and build the program, build the, the campaigns, build the strategy around that so that you're truly for the first time starting to get results that are tailored to you rather than trying right. to fit you in a one size fits all marketing strategy and pipeline you through as fast as you can. And just, you know, who cares what the, what the results are. We're just taking your money every month and, you know, when they start to see their, their experience in the beginning is very different with us than it is with, uh, than, than they've had with other marketing companies. Um, they, they quickly start to relax a little bit and then they start seeing results. And at that point they really start to trust that we're, uh, you know, doing a good job for them. Right. And, and I'll say this as well. The other, the other person that we have that comes into the business quite often is the person who has been with a design company for a while. A mm-hmm. creative agency who has ah, built a beautiful mm-hmm. website for them, but knows mm-hmm. nothing about marketing. And okay. they thought they were in the right place. They mm-hmm. had this assumption, if they, if I build a website, they will just come, right? Right. And, and so they have a beautiful website, but it's not been performing well. And then they leave mm-hmm. that agency and they go somewhere else. And what's the first thing they tell them? Well, you need a new website. Right. Because that's and they're what like, we but know. I spent all that money. Exactly. And so they're spending another, you know, anywhere from we've seen from, you know, on the cheap side, $1,200, which I can't imagine how anybody can do it for that anymore, but up to, you know, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 for this mm-hmm. amazing website that'll do all this stuff, but there's still no marketing behind right. it. It's like, right. let's just do bells and whistles because we know how to do bells and whistles, but we don't mm-hmm. know why we should do those bells and whistles. We don't know mm-hmm. why each one of those bells and whistles exists. And, and, and so when we start having conversations about, um, let's do the things that we know will cause results when we can point to an actual return on this investment you'll be spending with us, then they start saying, okay, what can we do? And, and how is that going to be done? And now it's market driven. It's marketing driven. It's, it's, we're making decisions because it makes sense for them to mm-hmm. get the kind of business that they're interested in, find more of that, and then repeat and repeat and repeat right. and repeat. And I mean, we I, we count up every once in a while just in the life of our customer. We've served over 300 customers in our business, through our business. Mm-hmm. And we estimate that we've probably been able to generate about 1.3 million leads for our customers. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's because we really genuinely care. Website is not web design is not what we do. I mean, we do web design, but that's not right, who because we are. It's part exactly. Of. Mm-hmm. We just need a good website in order to have a great marketing strategy. And so we're mm-hmm. going to build the website for you. But it's the reason we're doing it is because it has to serve a role, a function mm-hmm. and a purpose in your marketing strategy. Otherwise, we're not we're not interested in really getting involved. So when somebody comes and says, can you make me look pretty? We're like, okay, we got to check your assumptions here about what this is really about. Are mm-hmm. you really just right. looking for pretty or do you really want want something that works? Mm-hmm. And if they're looking for something that really works, then we start having a good conversation. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and of course, we've all been to those pretty butt websites. Um, you know, I was uh, looking, I was online the other day and, and trying to, to find a, a something and and couldn't, you know, oh, it's a gorgeous website. It was pretty, ooh, but there was no phone number. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? <laughs> because the, the service that I was looking for, I actually wanted to speak to somebody. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to email them. I didn't want to, you know, and, and they had other features, but I really wanted to talk to a person. And that actually brings me to a question because I'm looking at your website right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at sparkmarketer.com. And, you know, the, the, the one person guy or, you know, we, we've talked about the, the fact that the blue collar guy, he's out of the office. He's, you know, painting. He's, he's putting the roof on. He's putting, you know, the new windshield in your He's doing all of those various things. He's not sitting at his phone. And even if his phone is his, his business phone is his smartphone, he's not going to answer it all the time. But that's what we want, you know, especially when we're sitting here and we're thinking, okay, I need to schedule this. I need to get that done. Yeah, I want to talk to somebody. And so you've got this cool feature on your site that is the chat feature where I can put in some information and a real person is going to respond. How does that work? Well, that's uh, that's a good observation. And that's definitely one of the ways that we can capture information about a customer and I'll say this, you know, we when we first started using it, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, people that would use it. And this was, you know, seven, eight years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would test periodically to see if that if that would change, at least mm-hmm. with service businesses. And we have started to see that become a more and more popular feature. As more right. millennials are buying homes and and needing mm-hmm. home services like plumbing. And they're the now yeah, people. Right. We want it now. And, and they're also the people that are not inclined to pick up a phone. Right. Uh, they don't want to have a one-to-one conversation. They no. want to use a medium that allows them to time shift a little bit, get my question in the chat queue, and then do a, something else that I'm working on on my computer. And then it dings and it goes, oh, great. So now I can yeah. – you know, mm-hmm. so it – it puts them in control of how they want to communicate. And we're seeing more millennials coming into, uh, you know, places where they need these services. And so uh, we're sorry, we're seeing this become a better way for communicating. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great thing. Ultimately what we say is you should be using every means of communication and monitoring every means of communication necessary in order to provide the kind of world-class customer service experience that your customer expects. Right. If you're bargain shopping and I mean, you're looking for the bargain basement uh, customer, then you need to be on Groupon and you need to be expecting to spend more money than you make. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sorry, right. but that's, that's what I think. But uh, you know, if you're looking for a premium customer, then you need to be communicating with your customers and allowing them to communicate with you in the way that a premium community, that a premium customer would, would be expecting to communicate right. with you. Because you might be the the one person shop with, you know, two trucks or something like that, but you're competing against the big guys. And, you know, unless you're in a fairly, you know, fairly uh, remote area, you've got competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so it can't be too flashy, you know, because there is kind of that, the, you know, we talked about it, you know, if it's too pretty, but, you know, you've got to show that you are, you've, some of it is you have to have the, the whistles and bells 
to show that you're a real business. It's the right whistles um, and bells for the right, right. reasons, though. Yes. And that's that's where the conversation comes in. I, when when we get one of the ooh shiny crowd that comes in, uh-huh. they're like, oh, I saw this on another website and it was so cool. I'm like, yeah, but did you click on it? And Well, no, I didn't fill right. it out. Well, why not? I don't know. I just I just picked up the phone and called. Yeah. Your customer does that too. What we know about mm-hmm. the service industry business is when you've got a plumbing problem and there's water all over your floor, three inches right. standing in the basement, you don't care mm-hmm. about ooh pretty. You don't care no. about shiny. Mm-hmm. You're looking for a phone number or a quick way right. of getting a hold of somebody. Mm-hmm. And how quickly can you get here with your truck and and whatever equipment you need to get this water off my carpet? So, mm-hmm. you know, these are these are the realities. And, and so what we're doing is anticipating who is the customer that is going to be visiting? What are their reasons? for visiting how much time do they have for all of the pretty stuff and and can we put the right information in front of them as quickly as possible mm-hmm. because the shortest path you know we sometimes design gets used to put roadblocks between the customer's wallet right. and you mm-hmm. <laughs> and the more we use design to do that the more impediments we're putting in place to prevent right. commerce from occurring mm-hmm. and of course if it takes too long we go to the next person you know, and, and that's what people don't understand either is, well, we've got to add this. We've got to add this. We've got to add this. Well, but, you know, if I've had to click more than a couple of times, you know, I have the attention span of a gnat mm-hmm. and I'm off to the next one. That's right. And so you know, I don't care. Now we're back to talking about that person who's up on a roof who mm-hmm. has their cell phone in their pocket and it's blowing up, but they've got their hands full and they're doing other things and they can't right. stop and answer that, that customer phone call. Mm-hmm. And that's a real issue for the single guy who's running it, you know, the owner operator mm-hmm. who's still stuck in the truck and doing the work. So one of the strategies that we have to put in place for them are some to mitigate that are setting some expectations on their website saying, Hey, we're small, but we're mighty. When you call or when you fill out a web form, just know that you'll probably leave a message and I will get back to you at, at, at the soonest possible moment right. that I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I apologize. And, and, and we, we coach them. Look, you know, we, we call them on their cell phone. And when we get their voicemail, we'll critique their voicemail and we'll tell them, right. hey, you need to change your voicemail. It doesn't need to say, uh, I'll get right back with you. It needs to say, mm-hmm. most likely I'm taking care of another customer right. and I will, I, your call is very important. I want to get back with you and just know that I generally do that two or three times a day and mm-hmm. I will return your phone call as soon as I can. So right. they're setting that expectation that we're big mm-hmm. about setting expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and again, it's that professionalism. You know, I was looking for somebody to hook up a, a washing machine for me and was calling several different places. And, you know, the, the guy that answered and said, hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> you know? yep. and, and he was the one person guy, you know, all these various things. But there, I thought I had the wrong number, you know. And, and so then I said, well, is this such and such? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right then I thought, nope, not going to have that guy come into my home. Yep. And he was probably extremely qualified, but it was just that little bit of initial customer service that I thought, nope, nope, not going to happen. And that's the stuff we see show up in online reviews all the time. And wait till we start mm-hmm. talking about online reviews in this conversation because yeah. oh, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that's a whole new ball of wax. Yeah. But, you know, when, when a guy can't bother to sound polite on the phone mm-hmm. and when he makes it sound like you're an interruption to something more important – Right. That's where most consumers just go, oops, sorry, wrong number. So mm-hmm. if you're the guy who gets a lot of phone calls during the day and they keep saying, oops, sorry, wrong number, 
it, the problem may not be that you have your number published somewhere that it shouldn't be published. It's probably mm-hmm. that it's published in all the right places, and they're they're the customer that's calling is just backing away as fast as they can because you've already ruined the deal by the way you've answered your phone. Right. You know, and and or you didn't call back right away, or or all those things, or you didn't make it simple. You know, I, I, we are the generation. You know, all of us, millennials, baby boomers, all of it. You know, we all we expect it to be easy mm-hmm. and simple. Um, you know, and and like the the person that does my lawn, I love the person that does my lawn, but until recently, I couldn't pay online. I could never find my checkbook. I mean, I write one check a month and it was to him. I'm like, dude, you at least got to get PayPal. <laughs> you yeah, know? And, yeah. And, and bless his heart. See, I live in Atlanta now. I can say that. <laughs> you know, he just, he did not see the reason why. And, and he said, there's a fee, you know, all those various things. And I said, but I can't find my checkbook. So then I lose your invoice. So then you have to track me down. I said, it's easier, even if you're going to lose 3% with every transaction, hello, raise your fee a buck. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and make it simple for me so that when I'm paying all my bills, I just go click, 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 because it's the only bill that I was having to write a check for. Let me tell you, simplicity is huge. And this mm-hmm. is what <laughs> this is what a lot of people don't understand. Our brains work in a way that each one of us takes care of ourselves, okay? Right. It's our function. We get up in the morning, and no matter what happens, our brain tells us we have to take care of us. So we're right. all really good at looking at what's simple for us, what's mm-hmm. best for me. You know, I can tell you, yeah, what's mm-hmm. best for me is what I want all day long. Because my mm-hmm. brain says that's good for Taylor. Yeah. That's such a good me, deal. Me, 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 yeah, me. That's right. But when you're in business, you have to you have to curtail that brain thing and say, right. okay, what's best for my customer? What do right. I need to do to make it so easy for my customer to pay me, get in touch mm-hmm. with me if they need a change, let me know mm-hmm. what's going on, whatever it is, what, whatever it is, that communication. Mm-hmm. And how do they want to communicate with me? Well, I need to ask them. Do they want to communicate by phone? Do they prefer email? What about text? Right. I mean, these are these are all different ways that you can communicate mm-hmm. with customers. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, when we talk to, to our clients and say, well, how do you communicate with your customers? And they look at you and they go, what do you? Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. And <laughs> like what? And I said, well, do you call them? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I talk to them when, well, yeah, yeah, we call. What about email? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they email, we email. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So you've got to ask them, how do you want to communicate with me? And they're like, but how do I how do I keep track of that? I'm like, you just do. You just mm-hmm. keep track of that. I mean, we have customers that want to be called. We have customers mm-hmm. that prefer email. We have customers that per- prefer text. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? We call with those that call. We text those that need text. And we email those that want to be emailed. Mm-hmm. That's called preferred communication. You, right. you have to do that. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, but I'm busy. I just want to email them. But it's no longer about you, the business owner. Right. It's about. Yeah, I don't care yeah, that that's easy. For exactly. You. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any difference if it's mm-hmm. easy for us or not what we have to do. We have to mm-hmm. make it so easy for our customers that it, it just becomes like second nature. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I use this guy because he's made everything easy for me. Mm-hmm. And I can right. go do what I want to do. 
take care of my kids, work, whatever it is. And yeah, and this is my guy. Now, here's the other thing to that. What that does is when you have a customer that becomes a raving fan of yours because you've made it easy, you do a great job. I mean, you can't you can't just make it easy and not do good work. So I'm assuming right. we're all doing good work, okay? Yes. So when that happens is is the next time that customer needs that service, that customer is not going to go back to Google or Bing or right. anywhere else. That customer mm-hmm. says, oh, I know. My, I got my guy. I got my gal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know who I'm calling or I know who right. I'm emailing or texting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the deal. That's mm-hmm. part of it. That's how you get retention customers. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at you. You've got to you got to cut off the me, me, me stuff when you're a business mm-hmm. owner. And you have to look at what am I, what does this particular customer want? And it can't Mm -hmm. be broad. You can't say, okay, all my customers want to do this. Boom. So I'll do this Mm -hmm. because it doesn't work for everybody. Right. You have to be targeted. Mm -hmm. You're going to have somebody in there that says, I want a text. Yes. And you better get them, give them a text because Mm -hmm. the thing is, if you email them, they're not going to read it. If you call them, they're not going to answer your phone. I have a client mm-hmm. right now. I could send 15,000 emails and make 100 billion calls in the next two weeks, and he will not respond. But if I text him one time, I get an answer. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, and, and so sometimes it is doing multiples, you know, so you're emailing, you're calling, and, you know, and, and, and again, you know, they're the – Poor small business owners going, I don't have that time, but it's all about making it into a system, you know, and, and so maybe you send out all your emails on Monday, you send out all your texts on Tuesday or, or, or you have a fully automated system that just does it all for you. We're big believers in automation for sure. We, we believe there's two engines that power every successful business and that's the attraction engine. That's everything you do to find and get customers to come mm-hmm. to the point of having their first transaction with you. And the second engine is the retention engine. It's everything that you do to keep that customer right. after a transaction so that they're likely to spend with you again. And mm-hmm. the good news is that there are things that can be automated in both of those engines. The mm-hmm. nice thing about an engine is once you get it started and the momentum is going and those RPMs are spinning and the engine is doing what it's supposed to do to provide power to your business – there's a lot of that that starts to take care of itself. It just right. churns and it sits there mm-hmm. and it does what it needs to do. And so we have systems that, you know, we talked about the the communication preference. Do you like to be called? Do you like to be emailed? Do you like to be texted? Well, mm-hmm. we have a system that allows for that uh, communication to be noted in their customer file. And now anytime that there's communication that needs to happen, it just happens that way, right? Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not having in those regular communications around an appointment or around, right. you know, following up with them or reminding them about an estimate that we provided and seeing if they're ready to, to go ahead and, and book the job and accept the mm-hmm. estimate. We're communicating with them in the, in the manner that they prefer automatically. We don't have to remember mm-hmm. who, who wants to be communicated how. Right. Uh, and those communications are now happening automatically while I'm doing other mm-hmm. things, while I'm up on that roof, while I'm under the house, while I'm doing those mm-hmm. things that need to be done. I have a system that takes care of that for me. Right. That's worth something. And mm-hmm. um, and it's certainly those those business owners who are interested in providing a world-class service experience, they take this kind of automation seriously and they're putting that to work in their business and seeing really great results. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and- it, it is something that 
they have to take, you, you mentioned it, they have to take it serious in their business. You know, otherwise it's not going to, to survive, you know, or they'll just be the little, you know, the little business that does just enough to pay the bills. And then the second somebody comes along and wants to hire him for, you know, uh, to, to, to work for them as in becoming an employee, they have to do that because they've just kind of done the hand to mouth thing and they've never really put the time into it and, and, and yes, the money to, to make it a serious ongoing enterprise. Yeah. And people don't realize when you start a business, normally most of us and and Carter and I are, are we did the same thing when we when we've done this in business, we got to we got to feed the family, and so you right. start a business, and so you basically create yourself a job. Right, and so outsourcing, yeah. you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to pay somebody. Mm, well, not only outsourcing, and and I've got to pay somebody to do this, but all of a sudden, you're like, well. I gotta make a. I've got to make a critical decision here. Am mm-hmm. I? Is my business just going to be a job for me, or is my, right. or if I'm going to really build a business, then I'm going to have to build something that works when I'm not around. Because right. if I ever want to sell something, you mm-hmm. know, if you ever want to sell a business, you have to create a business that works without you. Because when you right. sell it, it means you're going to give it to somebody else and walk away. Mm-hmm. And if it right. doesn't work when you walk away, you don't have a business. Right. right. So all you or have, heaven forbid, you want to take a vacation, yeah. or you get sick, yeah. or you know all those various all things. those things. So if that happens, then if your business doesn't run, then the only thing you can sell is tools and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, that's right. it. Your assets. inventory assets. That's mm-hmm. all right. you have. So mm-hmm. these people that see these businesses sell for two, three, four million dollars, they get stars in their eyes and say, I'm going to build me a business. But they mm-hmm. can't get over the fact that all they've done is create a job. Mm-hmm. So right. it's a different mindset. And we work with some of our guys really to help them develop that business mindset of what they're going to have to do and what it's going to take. For mm-hmm. them to build a real viable business as opposed to just keep a job for the next 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we see that all the time with people where, you know, and, and they may decide that they don't want to sell at the end. You know, they'll just close their doors when they're ready to retire. But, you know, by by planning for that, then they have also planned other things. You know, mm-hmm. they, they have saved. They have done all of those various things. And it has become far more than just a job yes. that they're doing. Yes. And, you know, and, and I love the guys that, you know, again, we're talking blue collar guys. And, you know, you know that they want to be the best plumber in the world or, you know, and there is and, you know, there are <clears throat> there are people who look down on that and we're just ugh, we're just not even going to talk to them. But, you know, that is fabulous. There is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to be the best blue collar guy in the world. Let me tell you, you know, it, not, it, not only is there nothing wrong with it, we think that every b- blue collar guy should be absolutely as proud as he can be yes. to do that business right. because it is honorable and great work. And we should mm-hmm. not ever put down anybody for doing really great work, period. Right. right. And and we're gonna we're gonna lump into that category teachers, and medical personnel, 
and and public service. I mean, you know, those that, that well, we couldn't get along without them. Here's, you know, and and I think that's something that is so important. We we don't really draw a distinction when we use the term blue collar. We're not. It's not a rank or a class mm-hmm. distinction at all. It's right. not how the word was originally used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. You know, we look at the dignity of work doesn't come yes. from the job title. It mm-hmm. comes from the way you do the job. Right. And so anyone who does anything, whether it's cleaning mm-hmm. toilets or picking up trash or, you know, putting a roof on a house or mm-hmm. seeing a patient in the emergency room or running a multi-billion dollar multinational conglomerate, whatever it may mm-hmm. be, whatever you find your abilities are and whatever you do, that job has worth not for any other reason than the way you do it. And yes. so... Uh, that's, that's a large part of our message with blue collar proud, but Mm -hmm. the fact is, and others have talked about this, people like Mike Rowe, I don't know if you remember him from the old Mm -hmm. show, dirty jobs. Uh He's, uh, he's talking about the skills gap in America right now. And that's Mm -hmm. a, it's a large issue. Uh, the fact that there are very few people coming out of high school or considering going into college or figuring out what they want to do with their lives in terms of a career, Mm -hmm. very few of them right now are choosing skilled trades. Right. Well, that creates an issue for us. We have mm-hmm. infrastructure problems in our country. We have roads that need to be maintained, new ones mm-hmm. that still need to be built, bridges, etc. We've got uh, you know, new buildings and and old ones that need repair, and there's mm-hmm. fewer and fewer people, young people especially, who are able and mm-hmm. capable to do the work. Right. So, if we don't find if we don't cover that skills gap, uh, if mm-hmm. we don't find new people who are willing to come in and learn these trades and do this work, then then it really does put our country in jeopardy. And we're seeing this right. across the world, not only in America. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we think that that's a, an important issue to discuss. But and now we're really talking about the blue collar proud movement and what mm-hmm. we're really about. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that goes right. beyond our, just our marketing. But mm-hmm. you know, we think that the problem really is bigger than just a skills gap. In fact, we don't mm-hmm. even think that the skills gap that Micro talks about is the biggest problem that faces blue collar business today. Mm-hmm. And we're talking multi billion dollar, forty billion dollar industry. We think the biggest problem that faces uh, blue-collar business today is the fact that until blue-collar business owners figure out how to create an attractive industry, mm-hmm. the skills gap is only going to get worse. Right. The worst thing that could happen would be if Mike Rowe was successful mm-hmm. in generating millions of new millennials coming into blue collar trades and getting trained and then showing up on the first day for their first job and realizing that the only job opportunities available to them were dead end jobs working Mm -hmm. in businesses that were being led by people who didn't know what they were doing and didn't know how to lead them. Mm -hmm. The biggest challenge that we find is that business owners in blue collar industries are not properly preparing themselves to lead world-class service businesses. And when mm-hmm. we realize that, and we were, we're marketing guys, right? That's what mm-hmm. we do. We help them figure out how to, how to put a megaphone to their business and amplify their message. Mm-hmm. And what we realized was their biggest number one challenge that they were telling us was, I can't find good people. I can't find good people. It was the same story over and over and over again with, mm-hmm. with you know hundreds of businesses and business owners that we talked to. 
And when we started to realize that sometimes the issue is not that they can't find good people, it's that they haven't spent the right amount of time and put the effort in the right places to create the kinds of businesses that good people want to work for. Right, right. So they might have a good person, but they don't keep the good person or they don't even attract them to start with. That's right. That's absolutely right. And so what Mm -hmm. we started doing, we realized that there was a bigger need in this industry, these industries that we've fallen in love with serving. And we used to work for, you know, Fortune 500 companies. We've worked with some Mm -hmm. of the biggest uh, thought leaders in the country and, Mm -hmm. you know, even multi, I mean, uh, uh, non-government organizations that are, you know, if I, I don't want to drop names, but we did all of this and we did it really well and at a high level, but Mm -hmm. we hated it. We weren't happy doing what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And so in the process, we worked for a little bitty chimney guy here in Nashville. And Uh as a result of that, we fell in love with an industry and Mm -hmm. we started serving that industry, which led to serving other blue collar industries. And we realized that these are the mom and pops of the world. These are the businesses mm-hmm. that make America work, you know? Right. And so they look at what we do for them and the results we're able to provide. And they're so thankful. Whereas mm-hmm. a multinational corporation, you know, you're just a vendor number to them. Yeah. They're like, whatever. And you know, it's like, yeah, okay. If we ever need you again, we'll call you, you know, for the next one, but then you're going to mm-hmm. be one of eight other agencies that we've submitted a request for a proposal to, mm-hmm. and we may or may not choose you depending on our criteria at the given time. Mm-hmm. So there's no relationship. We have relationships with our clients and we cherish and value those relationships. But ultimately as a result of those relationships, we've been able to peer into their business in ways that we didn't expect that we'd ever be able to do. And to see the moving pieces at that kind of intimate level as a partner in their business has really helped shape our desire to help them Mm -hmm. figure out business at an even bigger level. And some of those needs go far beyond or in different directions than simply marketing. So when Mm -hmm. we realized that, we decided we needed to do something about it. We started our podcast uh, we originally called Guys and Trucks. It's now the Blue Collar Proud Show, mm-hmm. which really is about helping blue collar business owners who have a dream of growing a business that they can be proud of and that gives them everything that they want in their lives to figure out how to do that. So we really right. talk now more about, um, uh, you know, things that are beyond just marketing. And that's, you know, that's a, uh, it's been a huge privilege. It's really been the privilege mm-hmm. of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I bet. Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking on your website at, at some of the topics you cover and, you know, things like family business dynamics. I mean, a lot of mom and pop are family business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you deal with those dynamics? Because you're probably going to have some squabbles. You're going to have, you know, some that don't want to be there. All those various things. You talk about hiring and firing, training, you know, vendor relations, customer insurance or customer service, insurance, all of those things that, again, like we were saying at the start of the program, they absolutely need, but they don't have time. You know, they're they're trying to do their job, but they have to have these tools. And, and so it's great that you guys have this program where, um, you know, they can listen to it because for the most part, now we're going to, I'm going to really generalize here, they probably are spending quite a bit of time in a vehicle. So to be able to listen to your program and get those tips, that's that's a great service. You know, we've even found that uh, that for those business owners that have spouses that work in the business as well, or they're mm-hmm. you know they do have someone who is a kind of operations manager or helping to run the office side of things. Mm-hmm. They'll tell them, "Hey, I want you to listen to this podcast every week, and then tell me you know what good ideas you get oh, okay. from it." 
And, uh, and so, you know, they're doing it as a team, they're listening, they're getting good ideas, and it's fueling mm-hmm. growth, and changing attitudes about what's really necessary in order to grow a world class business. Right. And we've, we've, we've really distilled a lot of that into some very specific things that we've identified as the recurring issues, kind of the root uh, things that that if you start really working on these areas, you're going to grow Mm-hmm. a really great business. And we call it, you know, it's, it's a blue collar proud business and it's the blue collar proud way of growing your business. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're writing a book about it and that's coming well, out. I wasn't prepared to talk a whole lot about that yet. It's but... already out. <laughs> it's April ah. 4th. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, so people can go to, to Amazon or your small bookstore. I'm hoping. Yes. Yes. Well, hopefully <laughs> yes, but right now certainly it's on Amazon. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's just called blue collar proud. I love it. Well, and, you know, as you were talking about that, I'm thinking that many people who are, you know, starting a blue collar business might do it as a part time, you know, so they're, they're doing something on weekends, they need to make a little extra money, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe they're young, you know, a lot of blue collar businesses started out because somebody was, you know, in their teens, in their early 20s, and, you know, they were doing this to supplement their income, but they don't stop to think that they need to incorporate, that they have to pay taxes, that, you know, there are certain things that they can and cannot ask if they're interviewing somebody. Mm-hmm. And so you provide all of that information for them. Yeah, we we try to get um, really experts in each field to come onto the show and mm-hmm. give some very detailed information about how to do certain things. Now, you know, when you come in, in you know, what are you going to be a, a you know sole proprietor, an LLC, mm-hmm. all those kind of things? We tell people they they need to talk to an attorney in their state. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of those, you know, there's just it's certain, different yeah, every every, every, mm-hmm. everything's a little different, but you need to think about those things, right? you know, and so we don't know everything. And that's, that's one of the things, it's the greatest thing about being able to do this because Carter and I can easily go, you know, we don't know everything about everything. There's no way anybody can, but mm-hmm. we can find people that know bits and pieces or they're experts, really mm-hmm. sharp people in certain areas right. That we can bring in and say, listen to this guy. He's got some great ideas. You know, and the, and the other thing is every owner is different. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the things I love about Blue Collar. Right. Everybody is a little bit different. You know, when you mm-hmm. buy a, a McDonald's franchise, everything is set up and they tell you it's going to be the same. So when you walk mm-hmm. in, those McDonald's are the same everywhere you go. Right. Well, you go into a Blue Collar company, a plumber. Every plumber is not the same. So you're dealing with totally different people, personalities, systems, Mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. And so there are things that, yes, they all do that's kind of similar, but there are other things that are not similar. And Mm -hmm. so to give them information so they can make really good decisions. And that's really what it's about because many people make decisions just based on the information they have. Mm-hmm. So when when you input new information and give them, hey, there's a different way you can run this. And mm-hmm. I'm I grew up and my grandfather was a huge farmer. And I've always I tell people this. Our workforce came out of the slave mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's like the owner, if you owned a slave, that person did whatever you told him to do. Well, mm-hmm. when we started and came into the industrial world, all of a sudden, I pay you money, so you're going to do everything I tell you to do. 
And mm-hmm. so it became that almost an adversarial thing because mm-hmm. people get resentful just because you pay me money doesn't mean that I don't have feelings and have a life and a family right. and all these things. Mm-hmm. So there's ways that you can change and set your business up to where you don't have that attitude mm-hmm. to where you give your workers some ability to have some flexibility for right. what they need to do. And so mm-hmm. basically it's not a, I own you because I pay you. It's a, I'm mm-hmm. going to pay you and let's do this together. Mm-hmm. I want you to love this as much as I do. Right. And if you get buy-in like that, let me tell you, that person is going to work for you for a long time mm-hmm. because right. they feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. They feel good about you. They feel good about the job they're doing, but mm-hmm. it's a shift And so a lot of times what we talk about in the blue collar way are just these little paradigm shifts that you can make in leadership, that you can make in your business, you can make in Mm -hmm. your culture. We talk a Mm -hmm. lot about culture because that's where your hiring comes in, in Mm -hmm. play. So these are, these are all the little things that that we talk about uh, in the book and we, we really go into it more in the book, but um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's not huge, major shifts. Now, mm-hmm. let me say that it's not always easy. Making right. a little shift is not, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's always easy. And there's nothing in the book that we talked about that we didn't have to do, which mm-hmm. is the other thing. And no, we're not a blue collar business, but we have a small uh, marketing company here in Nashville, Tennessee, and we work with predominantly millennial, millennials. Mm-hmm. If I can say mm-hmm. that, get that word out of my mouth. <laughs> um and we have a great group. They're the hardest working people I've ever, ever, ever worked with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anybody that says they're lazy and, you know, all that other stuff I've read, I just kind of go, you know, they haven't figured it out yet. Right. You know, but at the same time, I'm going to be 60 this year. Guess what? I like working in this type of business, too. Mm-hmm. I wish I had always had the opportunity to work in this type of business. Mm-hmm. It would have been fantastic. Right. So it's not just about the young generation. This is the same thing. We've got somebody that's older than me that loves working Mm -hmm. here because he's got some flexibility. He's got, Mm -hmm. you know, some things that he's not had in other companies. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's those kind of things that really make a difference and that really bring um, just your company coming together. And really, it it amplifies the uh, blue collar proud. Right. Well, and and you mentioned the word culture, and it's funny because typically we associate that with big business. You know, what is their corporate culture? I mean, you know, that's probably a term somewhere in a dictionary. Um, And and we forget that, you know, if it's one person, well, there's probably not too much culture. But the second there is more than one person, you're going to have culture that is is in your business. And, you know, and, and so incorporating things like empowering your employees and proper training, you know, and, and valuing them. It doesn't matter what type of business you are. You know, you have to be doing those things. But we don't stop to think about those in a lot of blue-collar industries because they're so busy just doing their jobs. Um, you know, and, and but they, you know, when they really start, <coughs> excuse me, bringing in those those paradigm shifts, that is truly where they're going to be successful. We like to think of culture as something that it you have it whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be purely accidental. You mm-hmm. can just leave it to chance and whatever culture emerges, well, that's what happens. But more often than not, culture is a direct reflection of you, the business owner. 
Right. You want to see a mirror and find out what you're really like? Look at your culture. Mm -hmm. Look at your people. Right. People right. people equals culture. And those people mm -hmm. get their cues about what the culture is from the person who runs the business. Mm -hmm. So we really take an approach of, of building culture intentionally and deciding what you want your culture to be, what you want your business to be, and then going about doing the things that help to bring that culture to life. Mm -hmm. We tell people all the time, I'd rather hire for culture and then train for skill. I'd mm -hmm. rather teach somebody on the job how to do what I need them to do. I want to hire somebody who embodies our culture and our values. Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time helping customers figure out how to build core values that make sense for them, to define mm -hmm. those core values intentionally and then make those the list of things. This is who we want to be on our best day. We don't always hit mm -hmm. it, but when we when we talk about those core values and try to reach those core values, then we're going we're gonna to do better than if we didn't define those at all. So right. culture is huge with us. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's funny because we actually, you know, you, you mentioned some, some CEOs that, you know, they have that blue collar mentality. And, and so they bring that culture and it doesn't matter if it's financial services, if it's, you know, whatever the industry is that, you know, having a blue collar mentality is a culture. It is. And, and, but we also know, I mean, we have clients. I know a guy who's really into wine, who goes to almost every single ballet performance in, right. you know, he's in the DC area and gets to see some mm -hmm. amazing plays mm -hmm. in ballet. And he owns a chimney sweeping company and, and you know, which cool. is incredibly blue collar, but uh -huh. he is one of the most well-spoken, most educated mm -hmm. and sophisticated people I know. And, right. and it's a pleasure to talk to him. And mm -hmm. so you, blue collar does not mean uneducated. Blue collar oh, does not mean definitely. rough and tumble, mm -hmm. rough around mm -hmm. the edges and unpolished. It just mm -hmm. means that the nature of the work is sometimes you get dirty, but it's hard work mm -hmm. and it's good work. Right. And in many cases, they are far more educated and and intelligent than their you know white collar counterparts. Yes. And that's something that that I think gets overlooked quite often, because mm -hmm. just because you do dirty work doesn't mean that you're not very intelligent. Right. Yeah. And as mm -hmm. a business owner, the opportunity we have a friend, Mark Stoner, who wrote a book called Blue Collar Gold. And it's mm -hmm. all about the amazing opportunity that exists in blue collar services if you decide you want to get a little dirty and build it. And mm -hmm. uh, and so we know a lot of people that evaluated opportunities from restaurants to, mm -hmm. um, you know, chiropractic clinics to, uh, you know, you name it. And they chose a blue collar service industry because they saw a huge opportunity right. in their market mm -hmm. to grow a world class multimillion dollar business. Mm hmm. Definitely. You know, and, and, and they went about it in a way that really made a difference. You know, they, they, I'm sure they planned, they thought through it, all of those things. And, and again, just because it was, you know, a business where they got a little dirty, you know, it, it's still a fabulous business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah, I like how you said it. They wanted to make a difference. That's a huge mm -hmm. part with us as well is, you know, if you own a business, you own a tool that can do good in the world. Mm -hmm. And if you're tuned into that, especially as a blue collar business owner, you can make an impact in your community that can be felt 
far further than just, Mm -hmm. you know, the employees in your business, although they're certainly where you make your impact first. Mm -hmm. But every time you walk into somebody's home, you're being invited into one of the most intimate places, uh, you know, imaginable. Mm -hmm. You're going to see things there that may be bigger needs than the one you were called there to address. And if you are tuned into that, you can make a difference in people's lives in a huge way. And so we really encourage our business owner clients and, and those that listen to the Blue Collar Proud Show to start getting tuned in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, holy cow, we're at the top of the hour and I really wanted to talk about online reputation management. So, and we didn't even, you know, we did, we got briefly, briefly mentioned. So that just means I have to have you guys back because to me, that is something that is critical is, you know, how do you deal with bad reviews and, and things like that? And, and then how do you get good word of mouth? And so see, we just have to have you on again. We'd be happy to come <laughs> back. <to> do that. <laughs> Well, you know, I've been having a great time talking with Carter Harkins and Taylor Hill. Gentlemen, tell us again how they find you guys online and and connect with you. There's two places. If you'd like to know more about our marketing services, then check out our company, Spark Marketer. You can find that just simply by going to sparkmarketer.com. And then also, if you're interested in hearing us ramble on and talk about some of these amazing business ideas and strategies and hearing some of the great guests and uh, best-selling authors that we have on the show uh, you can check that out at the Blue Collar Proud Show, and the address for that is just simply bcpshow.com. You can also find us in iTunes. Just search Blue Collar Proud Show. I love it. Well, we definitely will have you on again because, like I said, there were several topics that we didn't even get to. So, um, you know, this will be great to, to have you guys on again. Deb, thanks so much. Thanks, thanks very much, Deb. Perfect. Well, to everyone out there, have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.